so, um, hi, hi, guys. Um, this is this is the um, this is this is the second time we've we've tried to re- record this. I, I actually um, this is I prop, proper fucking stupid is what it is. Y- yeah, and I um, I feel really bad because we we tried to get this before with one recording, and I. I I, I should know better. I use the same software I use every time, and once again, we read... somehow... How? How did you not check once? I, I checked I checked it. While we were I recording... Swear, I swear to God. The whole Alan. thing. Um, but that's... This, that's that's the reason it's just me and Alan. Um, Brandon was here earlier... And um, he, I don't. He, think... It says he's still on the call. Oh shit! I, Brandon, buddy, fuck it. Okay, I think I know. April I... Fool. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yes. Oh my god. It's a little late for that, isn't it? I mean, uh... it's still April. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every day, April, April Fool's is not a uh, date on the calendar. <laughs> it's, it's a place in your heart. It's a state of mind. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, this, this is this is the first time we're trying to record this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think we could be more thrilled to be here tonight. And really, it's all thanks to our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Welcome to Undercooked Analysis, the show where we sold out for money. Yep, that's. Yeah, that's what it's come to. Um, and did we uh, sell out? Well, not or really. Did, or, or did we ask for money to do the thing that we really wanted to do? We we <laughs> held off from doing the thing we really wanted to do because we wanted to know if other people wanted us to do the thing we really wanted to do. It's like I, being a it's like being a prostitute <laughs> who has to come really really bad, but you know that you shouldn't come until you get the money. <laughs> it's like oh, I really need to blow my load, but I need to get my money first. It's uh, no, that was a pretty appropriate metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say uh, so. This is this is us, the three of us. We're about to delve back into the universe, the the happy, happy cinematic universe, with uh, forensic the, slash the, the HACU. Yes, the HACU with uh, <laughs> with uh, ha- uh, forensic slash the forensic journals, and this might very well be the happiest night of Alan's life. It's so before we have did. Dived back into the world of Happy Happy. Uh, I I got to go see uh, the Mads, uh, which is Trace Trace Below and Frank Conniff, aka TV's Frank and uh, Professor Forrester slash Grossy Robot. And my heart's still kind of racing because like those guys are like the reason I got into comedy. Really? It's yeah. MST3K is like why I'm a comedian. Oh. That's great. And, and uh, I got to tell Trace when I met him the story about the one time I got in trouble in high school. Oh. <laughs> it, which was because uh, for a theater class, I did his opening monologue from MST3K, the movie. 
Oh, nice. Uh, complete with I'm a naughty boy and spanking myself with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they loved it. Loved it enough it was, that you got in trouble. It was awesome. They're still on tour, so if you see the Mads coming to town, uh, the riff itself was phenomenal. Um, and they don't leave the building until everyone's gotten a picture or an autograph or something like that. That's super fucking rad. <sighs> and now we're diving back into Happy Happy. So yeah, it's it's going to be a good a good night. Um, now it Alan, has how, been. How did you how did you describe uh, diving back into Happy Happy? Oh, it I described it earlier. It's like it's like your dog getting put down on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's like Santa, it's like Santa's coming, but Fifi has to go. <laughs> it's okay. We lit this garbage fire right underneath the chimney. What? What if you get like a, a new dog for Christmas as you're putting down the other dog? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you, you put the injection into the dog, and then like, oh. But but Billy, see that box over there with holes in it? <laughs> see that's a snake. It's a snake. <laughs> we it's, think it bit the dog. What what's wrong with it? It's just like a big limbless furless dog. <laughs> the man at the pet shop said they're very affectionate and they live way longer. Oh, sorry. That's too soon? <laughs> Oh, so boy, oh boy. So this might, seeing how how long this is, it's probably we're probably going to have to handle this in multiple parts, as as you might expect. Um, I want to real quick give a shout out uh, to uh, Nick Cower, who uh, did our awesome uh, cover art for this particular episode. It's, I, it's orgasmic. Yeah. That guy that guy is amazing. It's fucking phenomenal and he's a rad dude and you should totally check out his DeviantArt, which I will plug at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Yeah. Plug. He, he can you can commission stuff. Yep. You can give him money and he will give you things. He will give you stuff that's as cool as the stuff he just does for us randomly. Like I'm still I'm still always honestly surprised. I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, to Beth Beth Morton, uh Nadir who did um, the new logo for Undercooked Analysis. Uh, if you've seen that logo, you know how awesome it is. Coat of arms style. All of us are represented. A little bit of fun show history there. Um, Alan is now forever an apple rather than a dumpster fire. So I'm sorry, I... Alan. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but speak... It's like I've had the smiley mask for forever. And... <laughs> <laughs> At least on this show, you're repre- at least uh, on this show in the coat of arms, you're represented by an apple. That's fine. Yeah, I- I'm planning on getting a happy happy tattoo in uh, July. <laughs> when at you... the same time, jeez. Whoa. Yeah. Is it okay? So who's texting? Is it important? What? Who's texting? Is it important? Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, it almost feels weird weird to just say, well, let's just dive right in, because, like, happy, happy is so important to all of us now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, we should 
we should just go ahead and read the author note real quick. Okay. So uh, author note, this story, as well as other stories in the series, were engineered by the worst creepypasta ever made. Um, if you want to waste time reading a story that is intentionally awful, be my guest. Otherwise, steer clear and go listen to Michael Rosen rap for 10 hours. More info on the Ruse Cruise here. I've decided to put two stories on the same page. They are days apart from each other. Um, again, we should go over this. We're all kind of dubious and we're all kind of on different planes of believing and not believing that this is intentionally bad. Right. We yeah. talked about this a little bit. Uh, both the times we covered Fright House Screamers about how we feel about it. I'm still kind of in the middle. I feel like it could go either way. Either Dronian is sincere and is was legitimately trying to create the worst creepypasta ever, or he is full of shit and actually did create the worst creepypasta ever and is trying to cover his ass. Either way, I don't <clears throat> care. This is great. <laughs> I My feel... Position- my position is that he was uh, trying to write a real story and took it um, kind of got enlightened to the fact that his story was ridiculous and then see went to see how far he could push it. Where that goes, I don't know, but um, at least some of this that's, is real and kinda, I would say more of it. That's kind of, I kind of landed like it was real to start with and then he committed himself to it being t- uh, intentionally terrible. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. <clears> but also, but also, <laughs> this is fascinating from the perspective that people were actually into this. Yeah, that's that's the really fascinating part. Um, yeah, like people took this seriously. I, I know we yeah. tried to, we tried to avoid uh, overall subconsciously just shit-talking creepypasta narrators, but creepypasta narrators read this without a hint of irony because yep. they don't pay attention to the stories they read. They're just <laughs> text-to-speech fucking idiots, and their sycophants went along with it and were like, yeah, all right. So... Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah, let dance. Um, all right, so with that, so, I'm going to say, uh, my, my main well, question is, my main question is, at what point did, did did the switch happen, if that's the case? Where in this hi- whole giant saga did uh, it become self-aware? And that's the real question. That's the weird sort... We, that's the uh, that's the sort of uh, critical English theory we have to delve into, what literary theory and analysis we have to delve into as we explore the work that is the greater Happy Happy saga. And that's assuming that it's an epiphany. Right. If it's this not is... an epiphany and it's a slow realization then that becomes an impossible question to even theorize, even though we will desperately try. But it's a fun thing to think about, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> also, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. No, uh, this is... You know what I kept thinking about well, when this reveal happened? Uh, the South Park episode, The Tale of Scrody McBoogerballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, people look at that... People look at the premise in that episode and like, nah, that would never happen. No, it kind of fucking happened, and it's kind of this story. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't put anything past Matt and Trey, honestly. Like, come on, guys, come on. <laughs> this... Happy Appy is the creepypasta world's version of the tale of Scrody McBoogerballs, if Dronian is to be believed. 
you you know what you know what that, that is probably the most real assessment the most real, <laughs> real shorthand assessment i have heard for this whole thing so i don't know why rather than keep people you know what fuck it let's just let's just do this let's do this shit all right um i'm actually i'm actually drinking water by the way oh you're gonna stay sober for this yeah Author's note, do not read this story until you have read Happy Happy Fright House Screamer. Happy Happy Fright House Screamers is recommended as well to understand certain parts of the story. That's lame. I'm going to read the next part as well. Uh, Frederick Gorgot. Oh, this is a biography. Frederick Gorgot was born on June 12, 1972 in Lewiston, Maine, to a German father, Christopher Holzer Gorgot, and a Canadian-American mother, Rosa Gorgot. His birthplace, the Gorgot Farm, was owned by his parents ever since the last occupants died of old age. Even though it looks like, even though it looks like it, his birth name wasn't Frederick Gorgot, but Kino Gorgot. This is going to be some Kino's journey right here. <laughs> uh, Kino had an older brother named Jonathan, who went by Johnny most of the time, and a younger sister named Sharon. Sadly, a few years after Kino's birth, and a month or so after Sharon's birth. Rosa Gorgot committed suicide after a rather nasty divorce with Christopher. In 1984, Kino found out that Christopher escaped from an insane asylum in 1970 <laughs> and, told, <laughs> and told Johnny. Because of this, Christopher was sent back to the asylum and Kino and Sharon went to, went to live with Johnny. Okay. That is the most information-packed paragraph I've ever <laughs> read in my entire life. <laughs> uh, but seemingly not unhinged yet. Not unhinged yeah. yet. I do like the idea that one day uh, Kino's just like, oh, so my dad is an escaped mental patient. Um, Hey, Johnny, you want to help me take care of this? And then, like, the people, you know, the men in white coats show up and they're just like, oh, there you are, Christopher. And they just haul him off real gentle-like back to the back to the madhouse. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Okay. In the same year, Kino was diagnosed with split personality disorder. <laughs> um, so he was 12. Am I reading right that he's 12 when this in happens? 19, uh, in 1984? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very likely due to losing both of his parents. One day, in the summer of 1989, Kino ran away into the woods. During his time in the woods, Kino got the name Frederick Gorgat, because the first thing he killed was a... Guys, we're about, to, <laughs> we're about to encounter even dumber logic in the fact that I am forensic was discovered on a piece of paper. Here we go. Here it is. We got, got the nickname Frederick Gorgat because the first thing he killed was a stray cat he found in the woods and nicknamed Fredrickson. <laughs> it was a stray cat he found in the woods, nicknamed Shaquillixon. Okay, you know how the last paragraph had a lot of information? 
This is about to be a fucking roller coaster, everybody. Oh, boy. Frederick was found, adopted, and lived in San Diego, California. There, he would graduate from high school, get his Bachelor of Arts, and get his job at Nickelodeon. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. That's that's the starter package when you move to California. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, when I got my B.A., I went and worked at Nickelodeon. It's just what you do when you live in California and you're a native. Once a year, Sharon and Johnny would come over to San Diego to see how Frederick was doing. <laughs> how did he get from all the way from Lewiston, Maine to uh, San Diego, California? Uh, killing and eating cats along the way. <laughs> Hide the cats, eat the cats. Hide the cats, eat the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that was the Happy Happy theme song in reverse. He, oh, man. Now we need to do that. We need to get someone to sing the Happy Happy jingle, and then we need to reverse it. And make it sound like, find the cats, eat the cats? Yes. Um, yeah, man, that is... We are already going all over the place. Split personality if, disorder. If this, is, if this is supposed to be his biography... Two paragraphs in, he's working at Nickelodeon, and there is so much more. <laughs> okay. He he had a normal life before working on Happy Happy. I'm going to pause there and say that again. He had a normal life before working on Happy Happy. <laughs> <laughs> just a normal... Just a normal cat murder in life. <laughs> <laughs> Just a normal turning his dad over to the loony bin kind of life. Like, did they ever establish that his father was a was a da- was a dangerous mental patient? No, no, no. Except for the times his split personality told him to do bad things. <laughs> at age at age twenty seven, Frederick started work on his show called Attack of the Killer Apples. The show was about a small country town that was attacked by evil apples, and the townsfolk invented Rube Goldberg machines to kill the apples. The idea was rejected, but Frederick got a hold of a fellow worker named Keith Blue, famous for his stop-motion commercials and shorts on Noggin. So, not not a bad concept for a show. No, not bad. What What, Attack of the Killer Apples? Yeah, we're in like having Rube Goldberg machines. That's cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm, a su- I'm a sucker for a Rube Goldberg machine. <laughs> I like the idea that there, every episode would have a new a new Rube Goldberg machine in it. Every single time, <clears throat> that'd be pretty cool. Uh, Frederick quickly reworked Attack of the Killer Apples into Happy Appy, a show where an apple went around healing kill- kids. What? <laughs> I. <laughs> That's a hell of a rework. Yeah, considering oh, the problem with Happy Happy, now that I realize it, I know why the show ultimately didn't do very well. Because there weren't enough Rube Goldberg machines in it. Happy, just, should, have used, Happy should have used a Rube Goldberg machine every every um, every episode to heal a kid. <laughs> there's, yes. there's, there's the middle ground the show needed. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, a kid falls down, like, you know, between murdering kids... A kid falls down and scrapes his knee on the playground. A- Abby sees this from a ways away. He's like, I could walk over there and help. Or go through a, like, ten-minute sequence where a machine 
does a, comp a complicated situation and then eventually ends up with a band-aid falling out and landing next to the kid and kid looks up and Appy just yells from a distance put it on yourself <laughs> all the while they're playing uh, that big band song that bum 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 um, so I just googled it Keith Blue does not appear to be a real person Ah, uh, that makes me sad. Oh, but what oh, if no, Keith Blue is? Yeah, he is. He's the country western star. We've mentioned, we mentioned him in the previous one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, Keith, Keith Blue is in the original Happy Abby. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you made the joke about him. Okay, I've re-listened to, to Happy Abby. <laughs> Clearly recordings. more than I have. Um, yeah, Keith Blue. Uh. Uh, Dead Palette made the joke about him that being his country and western singing name. Oh, okay, that's right. Wow, thank uh, you. you guys gotta refresh my memory on that one. But it would be a good idea if he had Rube Goldberg machines where a kid would fall down, scrape their knee, and to get the kid the band-aid, he had a Rube Goldberg machine involving killing a bunch of other children <laughs> just to get the kid kid the band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god yes please oh my god he presented a production reel made by him and keith to the managers and happy happy was accepted a day or so after this frederick got to meet some employees he would work with on the show of course there was keith blue who oversaw and approved or declined any claymation effects done on the show other than keith uh tristan Dr tristan drews and kevin Cr christensen that's, that's not going to be confusing if they're put together a lot, uh, were the creators of the Clay Happy Appy puppet. Tristan Ye did the voice of Happy Appy. John Tresty created the music for the show. Tristan Ye. We, so we have Tristan Drews, Kevin Christensen, Tristan Ye, and John Tresty. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan, <sighs> Tristan, Tresty, and Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the best law office ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calling the law offices of Treston Christians. Christensen. Okay. So I'll give Dronian the bit the benefit of the doubt on those names because that <laughs> is intentionally terrible. <laughs> uh, so John Tresty created the music for the show, and John Wilkinson helped write some of the scripts. Okay. <sighs> so we got two Johns, like they might be giants. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Canary in the outlet by the light switch. Uh, watches over you. The employees almost didn't even get to eat their food. Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 Alan, 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 Alan. That was, that was me skipping ahead on accident. Sorry okay. about that. That's okay. As the show began production, Frederick's split personality got worse. For example, he would suddenly become enraged at employees telling them that they should have never worked for the show. Because of him, a few did quit working on Happy Happy. Most of the crew, however, felt some sort of sympathy for Frederick. <laughs> Since he was a man whose split personality would pester him until his death. Also, he was a very tall and cool basketball player. Right. Anyone reading, you're supposed to envision this being Shaq this whole time. Remember, this is still Shaq. Shaq is out in the woods killing and eating cats. <laughs> this is the undercooked analysis, happy, happy cinematic universe. 
the UCA, the UCAHACU. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or the, the Ukahaku. The Ukahaku. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, I want to thank our patrons again for helping push us to this point because I am yep. having the best time. <laughs> we need this funny, this money, this funding for the Ukahaku. <laughs> for the Ukahaku. Sounds like a sounds like a ninja technique, Naruto. <laughs> it was. It was lunchtime in the studios when he walked in. Frederick was holding a long rope. Everyone in the room wondered what was on the other end. Eventually, they saw what was on the other end. <laughs> it was Tristan Ye being dragged by his legs. <laughs> I, that feels like the start of a new paragraph, but it just followed... It's in the same paragraph as, the, as what happened before. What the hell? Yeah. It's the start of something... <laughs> Okay, shouldn't question it too much. Uh, let's everyone in the room wonder what was on the end, on the other end. Eventually, they saw what was on the other end. Brilliant, <laughs> solid ten out of ten writing. <laughs> but subtle, subtleties, subtleties like that require. If if you're writing that intentionally bad, that requires a sophisticated level of writing to write something that bad. That, that was, seems unintentional. I'm sorry, but that was from once, like, in the same paragraph, like, barely a few sentences apart, everyone felt sorry for Frederick because of his split personality to him dragging a child in by his legs on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I love, uh, so... Is this Tristan idea... a complete child, or is he, like... I thought he was, thought he was like, a teenager. Okay. Um... What actually amused me is thinking about the idea. So this is part of the. This is now part of the the expanded Ukahaku canon. I'm just putting this out there, but um, the idea that okay, so because of the, him, a few people, a few did quit working on Happy Happy. They would eventually go on to work on a show called Crybaby Lane. <laughs> and they needed to continue with that pro fucking duction. <laughs> that pro fucking duction. Yeah, things are really weird at Nickelodeon during that time. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't help but feel that uh, Crybaby Lane is part of the Ukahaku. It's got to be part of anything involving Nickelodeon at this point. Squidward Suicide is part of the Ukahaku. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this universe, uh, Nickelodeon just makes terrible, terrible shows. So, somehow, uh, 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 Suicide Mouse.avi is also part of the Ukahaku, but it's part of the extended Ukahaku universe or the Ihu Ukahaku universe. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, how does this all tie back to Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> I was about to make the same joke. With Aku Aku? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, the employees almost didn't even get to eat their food because Frederick said, okay, back to work, everyone, in a booming voice. <laughs> <laughs> One of the employees ran up to him and said, oh, so you're not going to let us eat our food? Frederick... <laughs> Frederick sighed and rudely replied. Frederick sighed and rudely replied. That rhymes. Okay, 
fine. Eat your food and get back to work. Very rudely. <laughs> Before going to the stage where they filmed Happy's Vacation and Hurt Happy. After lunch, the employees got to eat and uh, got into the sound set. They were told to do some filming tests before filming began at 2 p.m. Frederick went to Tristan and removed the rope from his legs. So I'm sorry. I need to mention what what just happened. <laughs> from, oh, what's that, what, Alex? From what I gathered, Frederick <laughs> just came into the cafeteria dragging Tristan Yeh by his legs with the rope, said, back to work, everyone. And someone said, hey, we're still eating. <laughs> <laughs> this The only thing I can think of is this is an everyday occurrence. Like, he just walks in with the dragging Tristan on a rope, and no one bats a fucking eye, because every single day, Tristan tries to run. And every single day... Uh, Frederick has to pull his lasso routine and just, like, you know, yank him down and drag him back. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said anything about Tristan Ye biting this? Maybe he, this was just a game. Because <laughs> maybe, maybe, there's nothing saying, like, he was, you know, struggling or yelling or anything. He's just like, eh, okay. Getting dragged, guess- by, getting dragged by the Frederick rope. <laughs> the Gorgot rope. The gore got garot. The gore... <laughs> I don't know. I was going to trail it somehow, and then it didn't really work out. Here we go. Um, when we went from biography he, he, to... He rudely replied very rudely. Very rudely. He and rudely very... replied very rudely. What a jerk. Tristan gave Frederick a look that could kill and ran off to practice his lines. The others got to work on some scenes that looked difficult, like happy in his van and happy helping a child with no detail whatsoever. Finally, it was 2 p.m. The employees who worked on the scenes themselves got ready, and Frederick said, Action! They filmed Happy driving his van, which was the first non-opening scene in Happy's vacation. Normally, the song they would play on the radio was the Happy Happy theme. The employees had agreed on it. However, Frederick played something different, a country rendition of Hot and Cold, which only played for the first 15 seconds of the episode. Mm. Backtracking to the best part of Happy Happy as a genuine story, which is Hot and Cold, country rendition. (laughs) Does that exist? We need to find out if someone's actually done a cover in the interim. I would be interested in hearing a country cover of Hot and Cold. So would I. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. As they were filming the beginning of the episode, Kevin Christensen came in late due to a traffic jam. When he heard what Frederick did to Tristan Ye, Kevin instantly lost his temper. He screamed, What's this about lunch being almost cut early? (laughs) (laughs) He screamed, What the fuck did you do to Tristan? at Frederick when the crew was almost finishing the scene, where Happy heals children. Frederick blandly said, cut, before he glared at Kevin. Glared at him. Kevin said, seriously, if you drag a voice actor into the studio by a rope, or better yet, anyone into the studio by a rope, Kevin didn't know what to say for a few seconds. Finally, he just said, that's just wrong, okay? (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) 
Frederick ignored him and filmed the remaining scenes for Happy's vacation. Frederick don't give three fucks. Frederick knows uh, how to do a production. You just trust him, okay? You're going to want to get the, be the one trussed up and dragged around next time for this insubordination. Oh, and you don't get to eat lunch. That's how, that's how it is in Hollywood. I mean, if you're not, you know, willing to play ball and be drug about, around by a rope, you're, I mean, they'll just find someone who will. <laughs> Maybe this is a metaphor for Hollywood. Or it's like, if you want a job, you need a, you need to be drug around by your leash. Someday you'll be free of that leash. But then you'll get and to. But then all you'll go on to do is film *Fright House* screamers. And what a tragedy that would be. <laughs> um, the show first aired on Noggin on April twenty sixth, twenty sixth rather, not twenty sixth, um, and got decent ratings and a noticeable amount of fans. In response, Nickelodeon signed a contract allowing an additional season of *Happy Happy* to be made. A first, uh, a first few episodes later. A few episodes later, uh, the show took a hiatus, mostly because of employees getting sick and tired of being forced to make episodes within a week and being drug around by ropes. (laughs) I had that last part. The hiatus would have fixed their schedule and improved the special effects. Frederick walked into into the meeting room when it was nearing the middle of the show's hiatus. He said, guys... I've got a great idea for this episode and handed everyone scripts of the episode. As opposed to scripts of not the episode. Man. Like, I don't know, man. The the writing is clumsy in a way that you've got to be really smart to write it clumsy that way on purpose. Right. And I don't, I don't see, there's got to be a giant epiphany and a giant leap in writing skills to, to go from, genuinely a train wreck into purposefully a train wreck. That's a giant leap in skills. This is is the great mystery of our time now, everyone. You do realize that. Uh, Kevin Christian... It is the great debate. It is the great debate. (laughs) Kevin Christensen was the first crew member to get a script. The first thing that stuck out to him was the episode name because it was called The Towers. Why the towers, wondered Kevin. He took a look inside the script. It began with an innocent intro. Oh, God. Happy Appy was talking to two children about the cycle of life. Interested, Kevin went to the next page. And as soon as he read the first sentence, he wished he hadn't. The entire page was a giant action shot of two towers burning up, with a jet plane's tail sticking out of one of them, while people panic. This time, Kevin knew something was up. <sighs> so, uh, we've arrived back at to, uh, if you, anyone remembers the first reading of Happy Happy, uh, balls out one of the funniest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> Just 9-11. <laughs> Oh, more, that... more, more so the fact that 9-11 played a central p- role in what is essentially a shitty creepypasta about a talking apple puppet. <laughs> uh, 
th- this is a good time to plug my dead series on Seinfeld Lost Episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. It is a good uh, one. If you like 9-11. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> if, you, if you like 9-11, <laughs> you should go li- give that a listen. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, that's it's. Uh, I I feel like um, one of those like nostalgic video game critics where it's like, ah, uh, the nine eleven scene. What can be said about the nine eleven scene? It's iconic. <laughs> he got up, tapped Frederick on the shoulder, and in response, Frederick turned around saying, "Yes, Kevin." Kevin said, "Okay, I know something's wrong with you. Why the hell did you Why the hell did you make the sick fucking thing?" And Fre- Frederick awkwardly replied, "Replied, well, um, this is an episode that's not going to air." He chuckled. He chucked in a suspicious way. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture him like. The script, the script he's holding and just throwing it over his shoulder. Yeah. No, he takes he he takes his lunch box. Uh, he had, he has like a brown paper lunch bag and he just throws it and it's like all of you and your fucking desire for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> he chucked in a suspicious way and continued, "We're gonna make this episode just for fun. What? Do you have a problem with it?" Wasting studio time? <laughs> Don't you want to have fun filming this show? Oh. Absolutely. <sighs> Kevin sighed and unapologetically said, Okay, fine, but if you do air it on Noggin, oh man, before storming off. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and so, when the studio had spare time for filming the episodes the towers was secretly filmed uh, it was completed and edited frederick showed the episode to the employees it started with the intro which when went into the episodes oh my god he, or- he can make he can make the simplest sentence hard for me to say it started with the intro which went into the episode <laughs> really Really, the intro of the episode... God damn it. It started with Happy Happy talking to the kids about the cycle of life while going around the playground. Guys, we've straight up read this before. He's just... Oh, God. Oh, man, I I don't mind watching... rereading Happy Happy, though. Uh, An employee who was sick uh, the day they started working on and finished the towers said... Hey guys, this looks innocent enough. What? Why aren't we going to air this? Jim Forrester said, Oh, just wait. Uh, as soon as he finished, the kids said, Thanks, Happy. And smoke creeped behind the building, so they both turned around. Okay, that makes sense. Oh my god. Doesn't make sense that the character wasn't there for any of the filming maybe they were just sick for like an entire week I don't know yeah I don't it was filmed in are they trying to say it was filmed in segments maybe like such was it like that thing where everybody was on a tight you know you know what no that inquire it requires a logic that this story does not try to even put in there never mind 
You know what's weird though is this the whole thing just has its own weird logic. It it really does. It's and once you start wrapping your head around it, you just let the story do it at once. You have to you have to on some level deeply appreciate Kingdom Hearts to understand this story. <laughs> there's this there's a meme we haven't brought up in a while. Oh, uh, it's kind deep. of an important no, one too. Yeah, there's a. Uh... There, I'm going to say it, though. There is something resembling logic to what is happening right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you guys know about that, like, secret episode of Dexter's Lab that Jindy, Jindy only showed at, like, cons and stuff? No. There, there is an actual episode of Dexter's Lab he recorded where Dee Dee and Dexter are replaced by like uh, evil duplicates who just swear a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, rude removal. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So apparently there is something to the concept of children's people who make children's shows making episodes that they don't actually intend to ever show to anybody. <laughs> oh my god. Man, if you could get away with that on company time, that'd be fun. Yeah. Anyway. So that's that's my thing resembling logic going on in this story. None of it is grounded in reality, though. None. Yeah, well, that too. Because this is also predicting 9-11. <laughs> Speaking of which, the two towers were burning up with people screaming, fires growing, and a plane tail sticking out sticking in one of the towers. A kid was crushed by a piece of metal while other people tried to lift it. When a kid asked Cappy why the towers were burning, he turned to the camera with his death smile and said, That's natural, children. All the employees were shocked at what they had worked on, but were quickly given a sense of relief when they realized it will never air. No matter what happens, that sense of relief would be gone a day later. Because again, this is the Ukahaku universe. Boy, oh boy. Um, that was me saying undercooked analysis, happy, happy, cinematic universe, universe. So. <laughs> uh, the well, universe. Congratulations, David. You just won the certificate of redundancy certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, okay. Alan. I really appreciate getting getting this like appreciate it thank you <laughs> no problem buddy i think i kind of i think i kind of get why they're rehashing this though because it is kind of important to tell you what's going on inside the office but at the same time they're not giving enough detail that makes it new you know right they're not recontextualizing it enough right well, i mean they had to they had to have I'm thinking, based on the logic, they had to have filmed this in segments so that certain people in the staff didn't realize what was going on on the other side. Although they read the friggin' script. Yeah, they read the script, so it they doesn't make any sense. Read the friggin' script. Right. And whoever, whoever's the person who has like the smoke coming out of the building, or the kid getting crushed by metal, um, nope. <laughs> that person would definitely be a whistleblower and tell the other people on the staff, wouldn't they? At least they're not. Anyway. Working. At least they're not we're trying to break this we're trying to break this down with real life logic I think we just need to stop and just enjoy the ride 
Again, we, we've had this discussion before. Part of our title is analysis. <laughs> so, I mean... Yes, but, it, it, but the key part of the title is the two words that are one word, which is undercooked. So, therefore, it, <laughs> there's never going to be enough analysis to get us to figure out what the fuck is going on with the story's logic, and I just kind of want to... Analyzing it is, is part of the fun, but... God, we're going to be here a while I, if we... <laughs> I try. I always try to put the first A in the Ukahaka universe universe. <laughs> Uka, if you, I'm, if you I'm abbreviate trying, that, it goes Ukahaku. I'm just saying, I'm trying very desperately to pull back a little because... A lot of when David, a lot of David talking about this podcast lately makes it seem like I am the antagonist of this podcast. But Alan, I thought that's what you agreed to when we signed the contract. Oh, just fuck with it, fuck everything up. Okay, I'll keep doing that. Then. <laughs> no, it's no I would, I would say I'm the super ego of the podcast. David is the ego, and then you're the id. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Yeah, all right. I can I can roll with that. <laughs> okay. All right, Id. I think it's your uh, read. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Psycho um, psychoanalysis analysis. <laughs> undercooked psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis. There we go. <laughs> um on, on June third, nineteen ninety nine, at the Nickelodeon Studios down in Nick down in Universal Studios, Florida. In the Winter uh, Mystery House. In the Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> By the way, thanks to everyone who contributed on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking love you guys. Um, Frederick walked into the broadcast room with the tape for The Towers in a messenger bag. He put the messenger bag under the table and said, Hey, let's talk about Happy Happy. Who the fuck is he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> He just walks through the door, and he's just he's just he in just a lobby walked. area. There, there's a giant lobby area, and then across from him, like twenty feet away, is a receptionist, and he just says it in like a normal speaking voice. <laughs> and then the receptionist is like, "Sir, can you come over here? <laughs> Can't hear what you're saying." I just picture him like saying that, and he's like, "Well, I said my piece. Now off I go." Ho-ho! Have, have you guys ever watched the uh, Neil Cicerica video Computer Fighters? Oh yes. There's a scene. There's a scene in that that makes me laugh every time. Uh, it's when Dexter Jetster, after he sent them into computer simulation, and he's like sending all these obstacles to them to like right. attack them. But then it cut, and and he's doing that to them in the video game world. But then it cuts to him like alone, like in the corner yeah. at the arcade, just like saying things to himself. And someone's just looking at him like, "What are you doing?" Uh, I miss. That's I miss. Some... I miss when Neil used to do like sketch comedy, weird stuff like things like that. You know, Computer Fighters was pretty recent though, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Like how recent? Uh, I think it came out like last year. Oh, fuck, that's right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, I was just like, I remember some of his older stuff, like the like Curl's MT, where it would just be two people talking, and then suddenly a DVD of The Wiz would come flying at them and chasing them through the house. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Yes. Uh, hey, let's talk about Happy Abby. Frederick got some bottles of water out and handed them to the men who were working there. The first man said, yes, what is it? <laughs> Frederick mm-hmm. said, I've got some new episodes of Her Happy Happy. Yes, I know it's the middle of the hiatus, but we think we're ready to go. But first, before I show you the tapes, please drink your drinks if you know what's good for you. Cosby brand bottled water. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you'll, uh. think, you'll think the episode's better than the earlier ones. This water is great. The episode is good, but it'll be even better when you enjoy all this LSD, I mean water. <laughs> if you enjoy all of this LSD, what's LSD? It's a new kind of H2O. <laughs> Man, this is... They, they, they couldn't just have it be like, give them the water and then not emphasize it. They need you to know that they're being drugged. Uh, guys, I, I know I'm in the middle of a hiatus with Midnight Marinara, but I think we're ready to go. But first, I want to show you the tapes. Please drink your drinks if you know what's good for you. <laughs> okay. But there better be drugs in these drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what flavor do you prefer? Uh, crystal meth or peyote? Yes. <laughs> I can put them both together if you want. That would, that would be ideal. All right. Do, do- do drug addicts say ride the peyote because that that would be the peyote Cody because that that would be good. <laughs> there should be a brand name for something. You know how there's like the kind of marijuana you can just like like the edibles you can just like put on your tongue or yeah. like you know stuff like that. But what if they had something that was like basically you could brush it on your tongue like that and they just called it like peyote coat. <laughs> Mescaline is the funniest high. <laughs> if I can get real with everyone for a second. Sure. Like, if, if kids. doing... Kids. <laughs> if I could suggest mescaline. <laughs> kids, don't do drugs, but also enjoy Alan's stories. Okay, let me, let me describe two separate experiences. There's mushrooms, and when I took mushrooms, I was like, whoa, everything is weird! And when I took mescaline, I was like... Hey, the walls are melting. That probably has to do with all that mescaline I took earlier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I looked at Frederick. The two looked at Frederick very suspiciously, but they decided to drink their water bottles anyway. It was a bad move because they started choking and collapsing within several seconds. Frederick had drugged the bottles of water. He shut uh, the and locked the door and quickly ran into the command console. He opened the messenger bag and took out the tape for the, tw- <laughs> the towers. He put the tape in, and suddenly, across the nation, on Noggin, whatever was on was interrupted with a new, epi- with a, a new episode of Happy Happy. Since a lot of kids loved Happy Happy, a few <laughs> kids complained to their parents. They just watched the episode as normal until the most infamous part played. In every house that had the episode playing, anyone who was there, from the babysitter to relatives to friends, anyone heard a crying child. Even crying children heard crying childs. (laughs) Um, Whoever went to the television saw something horrifying. The way that this broadcast room is 
presented sounds like the a goddamn starship like I'm going to high beam this into the minds of every person on the planet. That's the way it sounds like to me. It doesn't sound like a broadcast room. It sounds like a fucking Dr. Evil machine. I need I need to talk about the beginning of this paragraph because it's brilliant in how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um they drank their water. It was a bad move because they started choking and collapsed within several seconds. Period. And as if it was a surprise, uh, ending in an exclamation point, Frederick had drugged the bottles of water. <laughs> oh, also, really? No, I had assumed those two guys were allergic to water. <laughs> he, he did not just drug them. He fucking murdered them. They choked until yeah. they passed out. It only takes a few... First off, what is this drug? Oh my god, I'm trying to act like this is a real story. Hey, what is this drug? Hey, Brandon. And it killed them. Does this, water, the, does this water taste like chloroform to you? <laughs> hey, Brandon, does this does this water taste like hydraulic acid to you? <laughs> I, fucking Christ. Also, hey, oh my god. It, it's like... I, I gotta put the tape in here, Morty. It's like... <laughs> But that's that's going to change what what's being broadcast to every nog and across. The, it's like, yep, I'm gonna go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they're they're gonna interrupt the episode of Degrassi that was playing. <laughs> they're gonna interrupt the episode of Mall Bitches that was playing. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, the two towers. damn. Two towers <laughs> were burning up in front of the screen. People were screaming and panicking in front of the towers, where which had the plane tail sticking out of it. Oh my god, it's the same fucking... It cut to a kid who was crushing her debris. Oh Please my god. god. <laughs> it's in the story. <laughs> Describe the same thing twice. Let's be clear. It describes the same thing three times, Alan. It... It cut to a kid who was crushed under debris. He was pleading for help, but there were blood and organs near the debris. Some kids tried to help him. One of the kids on the ground said, Happy, why are the towers burning up? Happy turned to the camera. It zoomed in on his face. And Happy had, he said, three very infamous words. That's natural, oh. children. Oh, that's what he said. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember. While the I kid couldn't crushed, predict. While the kid crushed under the debris kept screaming... The episode ended. Wow, Dronian. Ooh, boy. I need a moment. Okay. That's... Oh, man. We have so much more to do here, you guys. What the... F uh, I'm still having fun. I'll, put, I'll make oh, yeah, that clear. I'm People... Thought this was a real story. <laughs> they at least thought Happy Happy was. This had fans. It Many. probably probably it probably still does. I mean, aren't we fans? Really? There's fan art of this. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as I would like. What about that one kid's YouTube video? That was the best that fan kid. art is incredible. The kid is a legend. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to link... No, maybe not. Maybe that's a bad idea. Just, just Googled... Just Googled Happy Happy Fan Art. And there's a lot. 
Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of it. The, the, mm, kind of, kind of not. Not enough. Oh. This deserves more fan art than fucking Jeff. And Jeff has insane amounts. It's fucking man, stupid. Man, fuck Jeff. Jeff doesn't point... Jeff doesn't, like, drug people's water bottles and blatantly just say, drink this water. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I just picture Forensic standing there holding these water bottles and these two execs just, like, going, eh? 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 There you go. Just Forensic, like, hey! Hey! No, I'm sorry. Jeff the Killer just, like, hey! Come run into this knife. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. okay. The two. Um, nope, sorry. Over the next few days, Nickelodeon got a lot of complaints from parents. <laughs> what was Nickelodeon's response? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's there's Jerusalem writing. Jerusalem. <laughs> oh, I missed you, buddy. They put the show on an indefinite hiatus. Fire the employees who worked on the towers, and arrest Frederick for airing the episode. They pulled the first two off just fine. Those people were fired as fuck. <laughs> and they were sad because they were fired before they could have lunch yeah how did they fire them (laughs) well (laughs) when the police broke into uh, they pulled the first two off just fine but tried to find Frederick when the police broke into his house there was no one there Frederick had actually moved out a week ago (laughs) and no one except for Frederick had known about it so where did Frederick go? <laughs> are you are you counting at home, kids? All the times we get the Jerusalem question? Uh, he moved into a three-story house near Alma, Colorado. <laughs> where he continued work on Happy Abbey. Napoleon, his insane personality. What? No. What? No. What? No. What is this? No. No. Hey, Alan, 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 Alan. Uh, would you say that, um, would you say that Frederick has a, um, has a little bit of a Napoleon complex? Uh, I guess not, since he's supposed to be super tall. So now... So Frederick. So Frederick has an alternate personality that's his insane personality, but it's not forensic. <laughs> nope. Apparently, he is it's, Bonaparte. No, it's Napoleon. You really have to like Kingdom Hearts to enjoy the story. <laughs> Oh, this is a Napoleon. thing of great sincerity and beauty. Napoleon, his insane personality, grew more and more dumb. <clears throat> Napoleon, comma, 
his insane personality, comma, grew more and more dominant, comma, until Frederick's old personality was no more. You know... Fuck me! <laughs> is this about... Is this about the point where Shaq started his acting career, or was that well before? Um, oh, this is after. Oh, okay. So at what point did Napoleon start to manifest in Shaq? Was that around Blue Chips, or... Blue... Or was it Kazam? I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember. Did... Has real-life Shaq ever used the term Shaqting? <laughs> <laughs> Or did I imagine him saying that in my dreams? I think you may have imagined that. I could have sworn somewhere he called it shacting. <laughs> Googling. <laughs> Googling shacting. I want to express right now that my dream someday, this is my absolute dream, it will <laughs> never happen. Urban, urban Dictionary. Shacking, when a person who is highly skilled in one profession starts participating in another with no skill and is therefore quite horrible at it. I beg to differ. Shaq is one of the greatest actors of our time. He is the Sir Lawrence Olivier of the 90s. (laughs) Okay, okay. Shaq Shaq did host a show on TNT, uh, a highlight reel show called Shacked and a Fool. Yes. Oh, there you go. Oh, guys, I binged it. My dream is to one day get Shaq on this podcast. Could you? Imagine? By the way, I'm I'm gonna once again plug my GoFundMe, which is still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty thousand dollars, folks, <laughs> and I get to play Shaq and Shaq Fu while Aaron Carter performs. That's how I beat Shaq. Oh, you know after. It coming out that he's a flat earther, it might be easier to get a hold of him now. He was joking. <laughs> oh, was no, he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. He later explained, like, he is confused that no one realized he was fucking with people. That's good. That's, that's good. That's natural, children. They wouldn't get it. I don't. He he sounded really sincere. He, he that was, was. He was jacked on a fool, as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. We, there's still a lot more forensic to go, and this actually seems like a good place to sort of take a break um, because we're going to be moving ahead in time. Uh, f- our good friend Fre- uh, uh, Frederick, Shackrick, whatever, he's now in Colorado in his three-story house, which is hopefully fireproof. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, I know Jerison hasn't started doing his real estate stuff yet, but, I mean, someone had to start it somewhere. And knowing the logic of this universe, I mean... Frederick probably could have done it first. Well, there's there's a bunch of um, retcons like that inside of Metal Gear where they'd develop a new kind of gameplay, but they would go back in time, so they had a retcon shit to where other characters knew how to do certain things. Oh no! Yeah, there's a bunch of that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's that's, good. that's a that's a whole another level of appreciating Metal Gear. <laughs> oh, someone brought up. Uh... A connection we didn't make, but I'm glad they realized it. Which is uh, in the in the I'm Blue episode that just went up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They mentioned the fact that Eiffel 65 also did a song called My Console. Oh yeah, and, that's right. 
it, that song is entirely them listing off video games that they like, and they mention by name Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. Tekken 3, Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> Resident Evil. They, they also, uh, it, it has been brought to our attention that, no, the crime rates did not double. And also, they were never really struggling. One of the members of that band was already successful when he started Eiffel 65. <laughs> well, he was already pretty good at Eurodance Endurance, so... Yes. Yeah. But, but okay, okay. Still, still, go, go, still, go, go, going still a better story than it had any business being. I, I'm, st- I'm still putting it at a high 8, low 9. I enjoyed the shit out of that story. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, there it it you know it it that story is better than it has any right to be. Yeah. It has um, it has ish, it has problems, but I still enjoyed it. We didn't we never did give it a proper rating, but that was then. This is now. We're on forensic. We're not even halfway through forensic, and we still have to read the forensic journals, which are after this. So I'm thinking this is going to be a glorious three parter once again, at the very least. Uh, yeah, three four parter, but. You know, Dronian says that he didn't mean that all of this story was on purpose. And he's saying that after the fact, was Shaquille O'Neal doing the same thing with this flat earth Earth stuff? Uh... No. See, he believed it all along until everyone made fun of him. Mm. Is Shaquille O'Neal forensic and is forensic... Dronian. I choose to believe Shaq because he's Shaq. This Podshack is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other Podshacks like it at BenviewNetwork.com.